0: Every day the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome and I hope you enjoy. Good afternoon and happy Tuesday. Coming at you again with another episode on Manic Class. My name is Eric Husko. And today I want to talk about actually something that just happened uh, earlier today, which was listening to, um, it was a video by Jill and Josh Stanton. And what they were talking about was two minds, and you kind of hear this, a lot of different places. There's a lot of content that gets reused. It's just different perspectives, which is the cool thing because you could hear the same type of content over and over again, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to resonate that time. It could be that that same piece of content will come back a year, two years, five years, however long after and connect and make you know their metaphor, their representation, their viewpoint uh, really makes it click in your mind. And so what they're talking about is the two minds. And so they use an example where they said, hey, you know, if, if somebody came up to you and asked for $100, um, we, you know, what would you say to them, basically? And a lot of people on the video had commented that there was, you know, disappointment, like feeling like a scam, um, all this sort of negativity, basically. There was some positivity of saying, you know, hey, that's fine. Only $100, like, good, go for it. Um, but a lot of people had sort of that negative viewpoint. And then they said, no, 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 just kidding. You know, not, we're not taking your money. Uh, but the interesting thing to know, and you, know, you kind of felt like a sense of relief across the whole room, but that exercise pointed out that there were two different minds. And the reason why there's two is one is talk like one is doing the talking and the other one is doing the listening. And so in times of fear, so when it's getting ready to go on stage and talking in front of people. Uh, could be, you know, go you know, for the first time going up to, to talk to a girl, ask her out on a date. Or um, you know, starting a business and, and actually introducing yourself for the first time as a business owner. You know, all these different things is gonna drive up a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. And that's the voice that's telling that you can't do it, that you're not enough. Um, that you need more training, uh, you're not old enough, you know, all these different things, all that negative self-talk is one voice. And the other voice is actually listening, because the other mind is actually listening to that conversation. And so what's interesting is in times where you feel the best, meaning, you know, could be after, you know, you close a client or, you know, after you get a job promotion or could be after the birth of your child after your spouse or significant other says yes, when you ask them to marry him, like all those times where you feel high on life, when you're just kind of like at the top of your game, like life could not get any better. You're just so infatuated with life that like nothing can top it. Those are the points and times where the voices that you're telling yourself are that you're amazing, you're enough, you're confident, you're living your life on purpose, like you are in control of your life. Well, in in those times, the higher self, a higher consciousness, is actually doing the speaking and the listening is done by the, I'll say, the lower conscious mind. So it's really powerful having those two different minds kind of talking and listening at any given point in time and knowing that you can actually choose, At you know, at any given point, you're always a choice on what voice you're going to listen to and how much power That you're going to give to it. Um, And so it's very interesting because that that negative self talk, a lot of things boil down. When you really boil a lot of that messaging down, really comes into two areas that are pretty consistent. And those two areas are control and approval. And what's interesting is a lot of people, you know, we talk to them and they say control or approval, you'll almost. Undoubtedly, get two responses. One of them says, "Yeah, I absolutely have to to have control. Like, I have to control the situation." Um, Or some people are saying, "Well, I don't have to have control, or you know, I don't have to. I I don't need approval from anybody else." And that may be what they are consciously thinking, but in their actions of what's coming up for them, they'll try to get approval. Whether that's through like acts of service of like trying to make sure the other person's comfortable, or Uh, doing for others to try to be a good person like I'm not saying don't, you know, don't not be a good person. You know, being a good person is, is a good thing to go do, but it's at what point, you know, if you're wanting to be a good person because you generally want to give to the other person, you know, by all means, go and do that. But if you get to the point where the scale starts to tip and you feel like you're giving all the time and you're not getting anything, well, then that's sort of that red flag of saying, I really am looking for, I'm not doing it because I really want to go do that. I'm really doing it because I'm looking and seeking for approval from you. And so that's a a whole nother concept that, you know, I'm sure we'll get into in other episodes, but that whole piece of control and approval has really, can really define a lot of people and what their actions are. And somebody had asked the question as far as, okay, well, where do those, you know, where do control and approval come from? Like, how, how does that get pre-programmed into our mind? And a lot of it, pre-programming comes in from whether it's schooling or, you know, being raised by parents or um, society, you know, different things that have happened to us um, kind of embeds that into the unconscious mind. And it does so throughout the whole learning development piece of it, and I'll cover this in another video of different brain. You know, our brains operate at different wavelengths at different ages, and so at younger time points, around call it like five to seven, like that that younger type version of you, we're operating in a brain state that kind of links right into the subconscious mind, and so a lot of that preprogramming comes in during that developmental stage that um, causes people to just take it at at will. So if you, if you were doing something, let's say, um, you know, you were having great fun, you were dancing in public and somebody had made a comment or made fun of you for it. It may really have made a a set into your mind where you say, well, I'm no longer going to dance in front of public. Like I'm so self-conscious now because of that exact face that like, that's why, you, you know, sometimes that's why people, are really reluctant from doing things that they may used to really enjoy as a kid. But somebody asked, so, so there's that piece of it, but then the other piece of where control and approval comes from is, you know, going back like generation after generation after generation. Um, there's, there's a book that I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's, it talks about like the lizard brain and you know, what he talks about there is sort of that brain that was developed through years and years and years, you know, thousands, millions of years of evolution. And through that, that theory goes back to a time where everything can be linked to the fear of death, meaning Mm -hmm. that both control and approval are linked back to a time that we used to live in tribes. And that, you know, again, going from approval, the reason why we would seek approval from the tribe is because it's survival. If the tribe didn't approve, you know, if they didn't approve us, then we'd have a lower chance of being able to survive because we were able to sort of take care of one another as different animals or different threats, you know, kind of came into existence. And the control piece of it can be linked. I kind of thought about this a little differently, but control in a way, the more you try to control something the easier that you can show value. And so in a in a way of, you know, I'm gonna control X, Y, and Z, I'm gonna control, you know, how something gets done. You're gonna say intimately tied to it, can then lead into a little bit of that, again, serving value for the tribe. So I need to be worthy enough for the tribe, which kind of links back to the approval, arguably. Um, but, so that's an interesting thing that, that kind of pieced together as far as that control and approval, why? a lot of that self-talk of, well, don't do that because that's something new. And if you do something new, you may get rejected. You may not get approval from the, you know, friends, family, or, you know, if if I mess up in society, you know, if I fumble and mess up a business or a relationship or or look stupid in front of people, then I'm not only going to be able to suffer that way, but it's, it's, everyone else is going to judge me for it. And So it's, it's a very interesting concept when you start to think of where your thoughts are actually coming from. And I know this is going really deep on the, you know, call it first or second podcast, but what I really want to go do with this is really challenge and get into those deep level conversations because there's a lot of content out there of, you know, how to go do X, Y, and Z and, and a lot of the tactical things have been explained in many different facets, but there's a lot of things that don't get explained or talked about in areas of higher level of consciousness or maybe where and how some of these thoughts are coming up and how they can be influencing what it is that you do in day in day life. So in, in the example I, u- I like to use a lot of times is if, you know, if, if you really want to be on top of your game with time management, And it's, well, I I need a a scheduler, I need an app, I need this, I need that. Those are all the methods of how to go do it. But as far as the motivating factor of what's really going to get you to the point of following through and holding yourself consistent of it is going to be your higher level consciousness of what's really going on for you. How do you view and value time? And that could be a source from internal or it could also be again something that could have come up you know early in development that um, people made you know made fun of the people that were always on top of their game you know they weren't they weren't as cool as as people that just kind of went with the flow or you know don't take yourself too seriously, and all these different types of things <clears throat> kind of seeped into your programming and before you knew it kind of kept you in a state of well, I just want to be again socially acceptable so that's going to drive me to behave in a different way that may or may not align in the version of yourself today or in the version of where you want to go in the future. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the overall topic that I wanted to talk about today, but I think that it's imperative that we start having those conversations and those dialogues of what is really coming up for people. And what is really coming up is going to determine, really, at the end of the day, our happiness. You know, if you boil all this stuff down, if we can understand where and how we go, um, when, what drives us, it's going to start to drive overall happiness. And a lot of people in today's world live lives, you know, you hear live, people live lives in quiet desperation, and, and there's a lot of truth in that. Because when you talk to a lot of people, they're, they say they're fine, they're okay, they're happy, et cetera. But when you catch them in the right mood or you catch them at, you know, not putting on the face for society or for the public, you can really start to see all the pain and suffering that people are enduring every day. And it's, it's those kinds of things that I'd like to try to help have that dialogue, start to spawn that conversation and see kind of where it takes us. So that at the end of the day, people will be able to, you know, develop and have more happiness in their life so that, you know, the happier that they are, the better that they bring themselves, the, the happier, the more they bring themselves, the better society really is because best products and services, relationships, all of this, the economy, like everything is linked back to really how happy and fulfilled people are. So um, those are my two cents, take it or leave it for, for what that it is. Uh, If you've had any comments or breakthroughs or um, open questions, you know, maybe something that I explained that, again, was a concept maybe you've heard for the first time or maybe you've never heard about it for the first time and are just curious on more, um, feel free to to drop me an email. Uh, My email is eric.yusko, Y-U-S-K-O, at manofclass.com. And as always, uh, thank you for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to listen to this podcast and hopefully that it was able to make a, a benefit in your life. Um, again, on Instagram, at Eric Yusko is where you can find me. Um, Facebook is at Nana Class Brothers. And until next time, have a great and wonderful rest of your day and can't wait to record the next one.